sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, spooksters and parastalkers and also our grand poobars. Welcome to Spooky Sunday Show with myself, Anne Rakovich, and... Hi, I'm Renata Daniel. Oh, you are sounding way too perky. Oh, no. We've had an exhausting weekend and you sound perky. Yes. Was it the coffee? Yes. And what? And it's the sparkles you put on your glasses. I oh, know. It's, it's dropped 10 years off you and you look 90 now. Thanks. <laughs> I think. Oh, welcome back to this week's episode, and we've got a jammed pack one for you. We've got our stories from our Copeland Gold Mine Ghost Tour last night. Mm. We've got a report on our Friday night adventure into uh, the Royal Botanical Gardens mm-hmm. in, <coughs> in Sydney, and we've got some stories on exorcisms gone wrong and celebrity ghost hunters mm-hmm. and. Just so oh, much. Just everything. Every look. It's raining outside, and what better place to be than right here, mm-hmm. right now, listening to us? Mm-hmm. And uh, once we get through this first segment, we're going to uh, have a little bit of a competition too. Yes. Well, don't know what it is yet, but we're going to have a competition, and you'll be able to win a frightfully good pack. <laughs> <laughs> Merch pack. A merch pack. It's a merch pack. Which and, is, and a mug. And a mug, yes. So Every, it's, Everyone needs a frightfully good mug. We've got a key ring and pen stickers and, and a mug. Just, oh, how can you live without it? I know, right? <laughs> if you miss out on tonight and you want to get some of our merch, just head to Etsy. Oh, my God, we've put an Etsy store up. Not that anyone's actually bought anything from it yet. So if you want to make us really, really excited, buy something from our Etsy store. It's called Frightfully Good, I think. I need to find out. But you'll know because it's got our... Um, our uh, 70s rock album cover sort of <laughs> T-shirts and things on it. All right, Renata. Yes. Yes, the first story for this evening is a celebrity story. Now, you know these guys. This this one is about Sharon Osbourne and what she thinks ghosts do, I guess, when we're not watching them. I don't oh. know. But this has been all over the newspapers. I actually found this particular article in an Asian newspaper, but oh, right. I did find it also in an English paper and an American paper. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so here we go. So the former talk star watched a video featuring a violently shaking door handle in a hotel bathroom Oh! in which spooky sounds could be heard. It wasn't us. And she came up with a bizarre theory as Mm -hmm. to what was happening in the clip. Well, she would be very knowledgeable, I'm sure. Yes. She said, that sounded like there was a ghost in there masturbating. Uh, What? Sound like I someone masturbating. No, I. And by don't the way, know. this is not a show for children. If you're no. listening to this show, send the kiddies away now. Now, her son Jack agreed with Sharon's assessment, speaking on the Osbournes want to believe, and I've got a bit of a thing about this. Okay, the Osbournes want to believe, which is one show, right? Yeah. He said, "I do not know possibly what that could be, if not a ghost. The wind cannot do that." And Sharon Osbourne's husband, Ozzy, admitted. Oh, no. He was relieved to not be in the room at the time. He said, if I had that happening to me, I'd be out the effing door. (laughs) That was a very good impression. That was terrible. (laughs) So despite her statement on seeing the creepy video, Sharon previously insisted she doesn't believe in either UFOs or ghosts unless... There's money to be made out of it. That's not in the story. I've just put that in. Uh, And thinks it is odd that her son has such a strong conviction that life on the other planets exists. She said, I always say the same thing about UFOs and ghosts. I do not believe, but I need to see them for myself. Jack has been a believer in UFOs. It's very odd, she says. The 68-year-old star admitted she and Ozzy encouraged their children to go hunting for the Loch Ness Monster, a sinister creature believed to dwell in Scotland, despite there being no confirmed sightings. Why is it sinister? It hasn't killed anyone. Mm. 
She added, we used to take the kids to Scotland to try and find the Loch Ness Monster when they were little as they were really into the whole thing. Jack and Ozzy would go out to the lock at night and they had their torches looking for the monster. Can you picture that? Ozzy yeah. Osbourne out in the middle of the night with his torch. <laughs> <laughs> he would have seen the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> People would have believed that there was yeah. a monster out there seeing him. Uh, so the family trips always proved unsuccessful. Jack added, no luck. We never found Nessie. So Jack has his own show mm-hmm. that he's developed mm-hmm. with um, one or two other people. Um, and then they have this other show called The Osbournes Want to Believe, where I think they just sit around on couches and they talk about different shows that come on um, about ghosts can, and things. Can we get a job like that? Yes, please. Can we get someone to pay us to do yeah. Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, hang on. Right now. Isn't there – don't we have the YouTube series Ghost Hunters React where we actually do that? Yes. <laughs> we don't get paid for it, though. Yes. That's okay. Uh, and so they've double-dipped as far as I've concern, I'm concerned. <laughs> they've, they've taken a show away from somebody else who could be having it right now and they've decided that they're going to do two. Yeah. So unfair. It is so unfair. We could have had one of those. We could have. Unfortunately, we're not as famous as the Osbournes, but <sighs> – Maybe you could do something to make us famous? We could be more entertaining, though. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Use your imagination. <laughs> but how do you how do you get a um, rattling door handle in a bathroom becomes a masturbating ghost? Um, she quickly thought of what would send that story around the world. I suppose. But do you remember Maitland Jail? What part of Maitland Joe? Where we had a masturbating ghost on the spirit box. I wasn't there. That was a story there, you so told me. Yeah, well, so I got it on video. There, apparently there were other people there. I wasn't yes. there. I was in another wing. So we were using the spirit box with headphones on and uh, there were <coughs> sorry, three or four different people who had the same experience and they all... As soon as somebody said, it sounds like somebody masturbating, they went, oh, my God, I thought that too. So um, it was sort of this sound. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it was coming through the spirit box on the headphones. Right. Um, I've got nothing more to give you apart from that. (laughs) So they could be right. This, This could be happening. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I think maybe in a jail. Be Send more us recent. a message in and tell us what you think. <laughs> Text us in on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Is this possible? Can ghosts actually do this? Uh, have you spotted one or heard one doing <laughs> doing this? Is that what ectoplasm is? Zero four nine zero. I'm not going there. Eight four triple eight six. You message us in and tell us what you think about that story. Yeah, I'm pretty like yucko. Mm. Now, Renata, where were we on Friday? We a bit were, of time to we, fill. We were uh, lost in the Botanical Gardens in Sydney. Yeah, you did a live cross, didn't you? I did. On which did. which page did it go to? Uh, I think it was on Anne and Renata. Frightfully Good or yes, The Family? the Frightfully Good page. Right, okay. Well, you can watch it there. We <coughs> – sorry, my asthma's playing up tonight again. We were um, supposed to meet at the Woolloomooloo Gate of the Royal Botanical Gardens in Sydney to meet our tour guide for a ghost walk through the garden. Mm. Now, there's a little map on the ticket, which Karen thankfully printed out, but – it was not great resolution, and you couldn't really see it. No, and all the signposts that we were coming across, none of them said Woolloomooloo Gate. What was that word? Woolloomooloo. Woolloomooloo. Oh, she got it. Woolloomooloo Gate. Yes, and so we we sort of tried to head in the direction of where we thought Woolloomooloo might be, and uh, we eventually found a map near a little restaurant, and we were sort of trying to work it out, and but it still wasn't very clear where it was <laughs> so we we headed in the direction of what that map showed us and there were still no signs and we're looking at the time going we're supposed to be there now what are we going to do and we, we've been wandering the gardens for 20 minutes at this stage mm-hmm. so then we saw a um one of the gardeners on a little trolley thing you know the little golf cart mm-hmm. And so I stood there and I waved them down. I'm saying, can you help us? Can you help us? And he just whizzed past me at high speed. And I went, that was rude. Well, you actually said other things. (laughs) Well, no, the second time around I said other things. Um, 
So then, like, I found a sign that said Woolloomooloo Gate, and we we bolted down there, and it took us to the compound where the gardeners kept all their equipment. There was mm-hmm. no Woolloomooloo Gate. We go, no, what are we going to do? Then with the tro- another trolley came past. So I ran out, and this time I'm looking hysterical. I'm going, stop, stop. He kept going, and Mick jumped out in front of him and managed to make him stop. He was not going to stop. No, he wasn't. And um, I, I raced over because I was the one that was calling for help, and I went to go and talk to him, and he stuck his head out the door and spoke to Mick. He wasn't going to talk to me. No, no. And I said a few choice words. <laughs> so I said, I, obviously, I don't have a certain piece of anatomy to be worthy to spo- be spoken to. Mm-hmm. But my worry with that is, what if one of us was sick mm-hmm. or having a heart attack and needed help? This person didn't give a rats. No. They would have rather mowed us down than stop. Yes. But eventually... Eventually, we did get to Woolloomooloo Gate. We did, and we met met Juliet. Beautiful Juliet, who was the tour guide for the evening. She She saved the day. She just gave us an absolutely fantastic time, so it was really worth going. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. And it's now time for Anne's weird story. Before we go there. Oh, what? before we go there? Yeah. What What did our, our wonderful oh. listeners say about the fact of whether ghosts do weird and wonderful things? All right. Well, um, I like how sometimes this phone gives us suggestions of who it might be. And this one says it may be Catherine. <laughs> It actually says, maybe, Catherine. Okay. So um, she think, thinks that it might be a residual master debater. Oh, <gasps> that's good. That's a good play on words. I like that. that. That's good, Catherine. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then Joe said, I, I think since Ozzy's gone off the drugs, Sharon may have started on them. <laughs> <laughs> very clever, very oh. clever. So she's had a bit of work done, Sharon. Well, or it's really bad photography. <laughs> yeah, sometimes she's going the, well. Sometimes the, <coughs> the work that gets done doesn't make you look better. No, it's it's the lighting. It makes you feel better. That, that's what I say. All right, so. Because you had such a long song, I now get six minutes to do my... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just sit back and let you go for it then. All right. I want to talk about a an exorcism today that went wrong uh, and ended up in the death of someone. No. Yeah. This is only fairly recent in August 2016 oh. in London. Mm. Of all places. So this is talking about 26-year-old Kennedy Ife, I-F-E. Now, does that name sound familiar to you? No. I-F-E? Ife? No. Ife? No. Don't you remember on our live tarot shows on Thursday nights, we quite often would have someone with that name that would come on to the show? (laughs) It's not a good start to the story. Oh, no, sorry. Um, all right. So apparently he began uh, acting very strange and aggressive, following a pain in his throat, and then reportedly bit his father, threatened to cut off his own penis, and complained of a python or a snake inside of him before his family restrained him to a bed with cable ties and excessive force. Oh. So why wouldn't you call an ambulance? (laughs) Yes. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you say, well, you're obviously having some sort of um, upset here. Let's cable tie you to a bed. Mm. Mm, They've watched The uh, the Exorcist, I think. So the family then set about attempting to cure Kennedy through restraint and prayer for the next three days. Mm. Now, this family considered of Dr. Kenneth who is 64, who is a wealthy business consultant holding university degrees. Then there was the wife, uh, the mother, Josephine, who was 56, and another five sons, Colin, 26, Harry, 32, Roy, 33, and twins Daniel and Samuel, age 20. They were very prolific breeders of boys. Mm. Wow. Wow. Poor mum probably kept saying, That's I'm a just gonna, team. I'm going to try one more time for a girl, one more time for a girl. And then she ended up with twin boys and went, no, nah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So they, they felt that it was clear that whatever was inside of him was trying to kill him and was a demon because it wasn't acting naturally. So, of course, 
You've got to exercise it. Mm-hmm. We had to restrain him for himself, they said. It was clear that if we didn't restrain him, he would have tried to harm people in our family. And he ordered his sons to take shift, shifts watching over him and using overwhelming force to control him. Poor, mm. poor boy. Poor boy. Oh, um, now, the, the family did hold deep and unusual religious beliefs, and they were connected to a uh, ministry called Jesus Sanctuary in South East London. Now, that's important to note that. Now, one of the brothers, Roy, <coughs> was a charity worker, and he, he said when he was taken to court for this, because they were prosecuted, that uh, Kennedy had his hand in his boxer shorts and he was saying something along the lines of that he wanted to cut off his penis. And it was very shocking to hear. I've got the word penis out in the show. <laughs> you found a way. Hey, Christy, I've got the word penis out. Um, uh, he said they, they did not consider calling for professional help because it was a domestic is- issue. As a, just something amongst the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told the jurors that Kennedy was suffering from a manifestation of a lack of sleep and never thought it was life-threatening. This, it's just, this is getting really bad. Yeah. According to uh, Colin, who was 26, his stricken brother had ranted about the mark of the beast 666. So rather than taking him to see a GP, his mum known uh, at the church as Sister Joe, sought advice from a minister. Oh, as you do. Here we mm. go. Now, the, the, uh, the family are from Nigeria, and they did say that uh, they, they were accused that their ancestry and association with occults and cults uh, had something to do with it, and secret societies, but they swore it had nothing to do with that. It was just that they really believed he was possessed and they needed to do something to help him. Mm. Now, I've lost my bit of paper. where I've got, I've got three bits of paper with numbers all over it where I go to in the story. So Kennedy um, had been bound to the bed for three days without any medical attention when his brother called emergency services. Now, do you know why they ended up calling the emergency services? No. Because of dehydration. Right. No other reason. Just his brother was looking a bit dehydrated and was complaining that he was thirsty and uh, appeared to have some uh, issues breathing. But he died. And the whole family, all seven of them, were accused of manslaughter, false imprisonment, uh, and causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult. Mm-hmm. And this is what he was. He was a vulnerable adult. A post-mortem examined, examination revealed over 60 wounds, including a possible bite on Kennedy. Uh, and uh, Human bite or animal bite? They just said a possible bite. Right. So I'm assuming that it is a human bite uh, and that his father, Kenneth along with the four other brothers, also sustained injuries as well, which I'm not surprised. He was probably fighting for his life. Mm -hmm. So after four days of jury deliberation, all seven family members were cleared. Yeah, we've heard this before, haven't we? How can you clear? How can you say, that's okay, that was a mistake? Because... It was the family's belief that they were doing the right thing. But there are so many people that could turn around and say, oh, it was my belief that I cut their throat and and claim that it was a belief. And does that mean that's okay? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But this is, this is where there is this huge grey area of... And remember, this is a family from Nigeria. Yeah. And they, they have a this belief system that is like no other. Yeah. And it's just gone very, very wrong. If they were still in Nigeria, would it have been treated very differently? Mm. That, that would be interesting because um, what is normal in London compared to what is normal in Nigeria, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a person to stand in judgment on either of those things. But it terrifies me. And we actually had somebody ask a question on the Frightfully Good page page two about a relative 
that was having um, uh, problems with ghosts that were visiting her and uh, they wanted to know how could they help this this elderly person who was having issues. Um, and the first thing we say is take them to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that it's ghosts or anything. What if they're having some sort of episode? We should always, always consider health before we consider the the supernatural. Mm -hmm. That is true. Anyway, let me know your thoughts on that story. Text that through to 0490-84886. Now, we're going to quickly announce our competition. Yes, so very, it's really tough. Very, very simple. Uh, all you need to do is text in a number, and I'm going to send that number telepathically out right now so to the Renata whole world. So is thinking of I've, a number I've between written, 1 and 50. Is that correct? Um, 1 and 30. 1 and 30. 1 and 30. Obviously, it's not between 30 and 50. No. So it's between 1 and no, 30. 1 and 30. I'm telepathically sending that number out to you and all you need to do is text in the number that you think it is and we will reveal a winner tonight. And didn't that set the phones ablaze? Oh. We've got numbers coming through. We have a couple of correct guesses. Keep going, guys. We're going to give Keep you a going. little bit more time if anyone's missed out on the opportunity. And then what we'll do is we will choose one of the people who got it right. So the number to text your number between 0 and 30 is 0490 But it's spooky chat time. Mm-hmm. And we've got some... Uh, messages that have come through quite early. I was very impressed with these ones. So they're in 40 minutes before we even got into the studio. I love it. So um, this lovely person didn't say who they were, but they said, Anne and Renata, I absolutely adore you guys. (gasps) I love this person already. And would love to attend more of your hunts. As someone who doesn't feel like I have a psychic bone in my body, what would you recommend to open myself up for spirits encounters or encounters with spirits now just before we get to that question she's also added an extra thing here which i think is um something we should explain so also as a single mum can you please offer payment plans for some of your overnight hunts so i can dump my kids with the parents and kick up my heels love everything you guys do Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Um, so with with the payment plan, we can do that. But the problem that we have is that people let us down. So we hold a spot for them and they'll pay um, some payments and then they will say to us, oh, we've changed our mind, we can't come, or the babysitters can't uh, look after the kids anymore, and we have a sold-out tour that we don't have, a, that we can't move a ticket for, and um, it's a spot that someone could have taken. But if you are genuinely having issues and you really want to come, we can come to some sort of arrangement. You just message us and we'll see what we can do mm-hmm. um, to help you out because we'd love to have you come and do more with us. Yep, that's right. Now We, well, can, we can split the payment up. Yeah. Um, now, this is not for everyone. No, please, please. <laughs> but there, there have been occasions where there are people who are finding it very, very tight financially and we can split the payment up into two parts. And whatever. we have had some people who have been absolutely spot on with their payments and they're yep. awesome. So yep. um, we, it just we get wary because people promise us they're going to do things and then they let us down and we're stuck at the last minute with five tickets (laughs) Mm. anyway what can what can you do to help open yourself up Mm. well first of all there is the belief that it can possibly happen that it is something that you are capable of doing because if the belief isn't there number one it's just not going to happen and it's not going to allow your brain to even go to that place where you can retain information that you are learning or even examine the situations you are in and the experiences that you are having because your subconscious mind has already said to you no it doesn't happen to you you don't have a psychic bone in your body forget it no it's all it's all something that we can uh, disprove so one of the first things that is required is the willingness to believe and that's a really great statement um, in how to go ahead with this. The willingness to believe that this is possible for you. So then you have to work on how to open up that mindset of yours and look at how to accept information 
and do some ex- exercises with regard to psychic development. You can try learning to work with oracle cards, for example, or try and do some pendulum work. Uh, all of this works with your intuitive um, abilities. You can look at doing some meditation, for example, and try that as well. Add that in on um, a weekly basis, doing some meditation, just sitting and listening to meditations that actually also teach you to open up psychically or start to believe in your intuitive abilities. All of these are really, really simple things that will not take a lot of time, but as anything that anyone is trying to develop, It takes repetition. You need to do it time and time and time again. And the more experience you get, the more exercises you do, the more you will gain insight into some of these areas that you believe um, that you can't reach at the moment and believed she was a psychic brick. I did. And she's not. I blew that out of the water. Mm. <laughs> but it's for me, I say it because it's a safety place. Yeah. I, I don't have to stick my neck out and possibly be wrong. Mm. If I can say, oh, I, I'm not psychic, I'm not a medium, I know nothing, but then I give you some um, validating information, I'll just go, oh, it's just a fluke. Mm. <laughs> and look, the moment you can you can get to a point where you can actually say to yourself, you know what, I, I accept that I can be wrong. I accept that I can be wrong in the information that I give out, but I'm going to give it a go because if if you don't, if you keep on holding back for fear of not being right, you can't develop. You just can't. It can't happen because fear is also one of those things that will just not work when you're trying to work on your psychic abilities. You've just got to be in that space where you're willing, again, to make a mistake or not say the right thing and then sit down and go, well, hmm, where did that information come from? How did that drop into my head? Was it something that my ego said? Should, I should say, or did it come from somewhere else? So this is when you can start examining where those messages come from. Hmm. I'd like to say that at this stage we have three people that have got the correct number. Mm-hmm. So if you want to uh, have a, a crack, it's zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and that's to win a frightfully good shite pack um, and also a a frightfully good mug uh, which we will post out to you wherever you may be Um, what's a good paranormal topic we can come up with tonight Mm, I don't know Mm. what do you think Oh, I don't know. Well, you're thinking about that and we get into the, the next quarter before nine o'clock because we're going to be still talking about paranormal stuff. Yeah. Didn't we have a good night last night at uh, Gloucester? Oh, wow. Gloucester was amazing. Um, we had such a wonderful bunch of people that came away with us uh, to the overnight. Well, it wasn't overnight, but it's a long way away. We stayed overnight. <laughs> um, yeah, we started off in the Gloucester Museum. Museum. And we had a couple of very interesting things happen in there. We seem to have the same spirit energies come up all the time when we're at the museum. But there Mm. was a new one last night. There was a little girl. Yes. Uh, and uh, one of our lovely listeners, I believe, uh, encountered this little girl in one of the rooms and uh, she came up and sat in her lap. Oh, wow. T- touched and her. I remember that the REM pod was going off in there in response to the questions they were asking. Yes. That was really awesome. Yeah. And um, we'll ha- we had another lady who we'll, we'll refer to as mum who also sort of became overwhelmed with an entity that was in one of the rooms and actually ended up on the floor. Yes. Much to her daughter's <laughs> angst. <laughs> so we very quickly got her out. Um, we scuttled her out yeah, of the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, what's And this? that might actually be a good topic. What happens if you do feel you are overwhelmed by spirit energy? Because people are sometimes quite afraid to come on ghost tours just in case they get possessed or overwhelmed. So we're going to talk about that in the next quarter hour. Can you believe we've almost finished the first hour? I know. It goes so quickly. Time is flying when you're having so much fun as we do. I know. And I'd like to say that we have four people who have selected the correct answer. Mm -hmm. And um, all right. So Renata doesn't know who they are. 
and I'm assigning them all a number and um, we've got number one, two, three or four. So Renata, you have to choose for me oh, what no. number do you want oh. and that, that's going to be our winner. Okay. Um I'm going to go for number four. Number four. All right. Well, let me tell you who didn't win but got it right. So, Christy. Oh, Christy. Christy got it right. Um, And Justin Perryman got it right. (laughs) Oh, awesome. And Daniela. Got it right. Oh, is that Daniela from, from Gloucester? Gloucester? Oh. And the winner, you're going to hate this because it's going to be international postage. What? Is Danielle from Ireland. Danielle from Ireland. Oh, my God. <laughs> Congratulations, Danielle. We're going to send you a frightfully good package. <laughs> <laughs> That's we hope okay. you get it before Christmas. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. Uh, she'll get it eventually. We can always mm. say it was lost in the post. No, we wouldn't do that to you, Danielle. Um, all right, so what, what what did you say was going to be our spooky topic? Um, just if anyone, if you are ever out with someone uh, doing some Oh, the answer was hunting. 27, sorry, 27. Oh, 27, yes, 27. <laughs> 27. If you are ever out with someone uh, on a ghost hunt or uh, investigating, and some people do go out on their own, mm-hmm. And someone starts to get a little bit weird. Something happens, like uh, something on, strange. Something strange in the neighbourhood. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Anna and Renata. <laughs> <laughs> and something strange happens, like it did on um, last night, mm-hmm. yesterday, and this uh, poor lady fell to the floor. And uh, the immediate thought for everyone is to just run away. <laughs> oh, no. The, the rest of the group were standing there with their jaws on the ground in sheer horror. <laughs> we can't get out of the room. What are we going to do? There are some very simple steps that you can take and simple steps that um, are very logical. Um, and uh, there is a bit of a process. And, and the more you understand and know about this, uh, the better off you are and it is really first aid more than anything else so you need to go and check the person number one and see if they're breathing properly see if they're alive see and see what their eyes are doing Uh, have they roll back and this might sound funny but it's absolutely not it's really really important have their eyes roll back in their head are they kind of not being able to be still in their head are they glazed over and what is happening with the person's breathing so these are things that you would normally be checking checking even as a first aider going in and going okay what's going on are they breathing rapidly are they holding their breath um, is is their um, blood pressure really dropped really low because some of these things may actually be not paranormal at all but it could be a combination of a whole lot of things adrenaline pumping through your body at a time when there is fear or when, when you are in a state where, you know, you might have some anxiety or stress, can lead the body to react um, the way it not normally would. Uh, and it does take a little bit of control to be in an environment where you are ghost hunting and, and you've been asked to go really deep and focus really hard. Uh, and so uh, the first thing you do is check on the person, make sure they're okay. You bring them up to a state, if they're on the floor, leave them there for a moment uh, and start talking to them, try and bring them back to uh, the reality that they are in. So I would ask that person, you know, can you hear me? Look at me. Where are you? Uh, uh, We actually took the lady outside and I started to ask basic questions like, what is your name? How old are you? Where are you right now? How many children do you have? It's a grounding thing, isn't it? Bring you back to the present moment Mm -hmm. uh, in this mundane world. What did you have for breakfast? How did you get here? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just checking their ability to snap out of where they are and come back um, into the reality of uh, the the moment. So if they can't do that, we have to work a little bit differently. Um, also, in another technique we were using the second time the, the lady went down, because I couldn't actually get to her, was I, I got people to start to um, slap her hand, mm-hmm. right? So to create create um, an energetic um, connection somewhere else. So we're slapping her hand or you could slap their cheek. Um, just or, not too hard because you no, don't want a lawsuit. <laughs> no, you don't want to whack them. This is just a slap, sort of just to bring them around and again, refocus back on into their body and make sure that they are okay. The next thing to do when it is safe is take them out of the environment 
environment. They must be taken out of the environment and sat down and then given water um, or just make sure that they are okay. Water is a really good thing sort of also to break um, that Dis, or to disconnect them. Uh, we were lucky we had uh, electrolytes, mm -hmm. uh, a drink with electrolytes, because sometimes it can be that um, they are low in salt. It had been particularly warm that day, and um, within those rooms was a little bit stuffy. Mm -hmm. And I did notice when she was outside that her pallor was quite pale and that she had sunken eyes, and the sunken eyes are a sign of dehydration. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, that's why it's so good for everyone that is starting to do things like this to really uh, head out and do a first aid certificate, even just a basic one, so that you are really aware of the things that could happen. Um, and people fall over in places. Um, you've got to be able to you know, assess an injury, all of that sort of stuff. So, yep, there's much more than just going out and having a good time. And never assume that it's paranormal. Assume that it's a health thing. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, just before I start this story, a big shout out to our beautiful Erin, who is a constant follower. Yep. And she does a thing uh, once every month called the Spooky Hour. And it's part of uh, what she does for her small community mm -hmm. um, and what CEDA, C-D-A-H, which is a community-based project, um, assists her with. So if you want to get more spooky stories, that is on Wednesday or this Wednesday uh, coming out. And we will post a link to that on Anne and Renata. And it's fabulous for anyone who is hearing impaired because they have someone who signs the stories. Yes. Yes. Isn't that it's, great? It's awesome. It's awesome. So, yes. Hi, Erin. We love you. Uh, we are going to Tasmania for this story. And it's called The Ghostly Spectres of the Isle of the Dead. Now, we have <gasps> been to we the have. Isle of the Dead. And uh, the only way you can get to it is just off um, Port Arthur. Yes. And the only way you can get to it is by boat. We we uh, drugged her, blindfolded yep. her, rolled her up in carpet and got her on board. <laughs> it was as flat as. So it was really good. But the Isle of the Dead is this tiny little place uh, where they literally buried the dead. So let me get on with this story. The Isle of the Dead is located in the harbour of Port Arthur. The mortality among the prisoners from ordinary sickness was very high, and with the executions and the ordinary death rate of the guards, the cemetery of the Isle of the Dead was speedily put to use. It became the prison's burial place. Between 1833 through to 1877, around 1,000 burials took place on this appropriately named isle. You would never think that if you walked onto that island, that it is possible to have a thousand people buried there. No, it's tiny. It it's very tiny. small. Yep. They must be buried on top of each other. They must be. The beauty of the spot cannot be surpassed. It floats like an oasis in Port Arthur, a short distance from the shore. During the latter half of 1834, this island cemetery was the scene of an eerie event that puzzled the convict authorities at Hobart Town and Port Arthur. On the evening of the 5th of September 1834, Corporal Heffernan, with three <coughs> privates, went to the cemetery to dig a grave for an execution that was due to take place the next morning. It was a bright moonlit evening and the corporal fancied that it would be more pleasant to do the work under the beams of the moon than to wait for the rising sun. The spot where they had to dig the grave on the southeast side of the island and clo was uh, close to the beach. This is the most exposed part, and the unceasing action of the ocean had worn the cliffs into strange and fantastic shapes. Heffernan, who was standing with a shovel in his hand, suddenly uttered a stifled exclamation of terrified surprise. Surprise! As he pointed with outstretched arms in the direction of the rock close to them. His companion's gaze followed the direction he was pointing to and there in front of them, standing on the edge of the cliff, was the clearly outlined figure of a man, but not such a man as any of the corporal and his comrades had ever seen before. 
This must be a human monster, they looked on, for it was at least 30 feet high and gigantic in proportion. Heffernan was a brave man, as brave as any other, indeed braver than most, for he was considered the daredevil of his regiment. But this colossal apparition altogether unnerved him. For the life of him, he could not take his eyes away from the figure. But as he and the soldiers looked at it, it seemed gradually to become fainter and fainter, and at last it vanished completely. Merciful God, said the corporal as he wiped the perspiration from his face. That was nothing mortal. I could see the stars shining through its body. Heffernan and his comrades, with many a frightened glance backwards, soon reached their boat and were speedily at the jail, where they told of their strange experience. Next morning they accompanied the superintendent to the spot where they had seen the apparition, but there was not the least sign to show that either a material or an ethereal body had been there. In fact, if Heffernan had observed what he stated, it must have been a phantom, for no human could have stood in such a place as it was simply a precipice with two cliffs. A few days later, their story received a strong corroboration. On 13th of September 1834, Lieutenant French, with two other sub-officers, went out in a boat from Port Arthur to fish. It was after midnight as they rowed into Port Arthur and as they floated under the shadow of the Isle of the Dead they decided to make a night of it by continuing their piscatory pursuit. Piscatory? Are they fishing? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They stopped almost under the shadow of the southeastern cliffs and continued their fishing. The moon had only risen half an hour previously, but it was already throwing a soft light around. The night was unusually calm and the sea seemed phosphorized by the myriads of fish that were darting about. Lieutenant French was looking in a sleepy way at the shafts of greenish light that the motion of the fish produced. When happening to raise his eyes to the tinted cliffs, he was startled to see the gigantic figure that had so frightened Corporal Heffernan and his companions several days before. It was undoubtedly the form of a man, but undeniably not material, for objects could be seen clearly through it. The three officers looked at it in bewildered wonderment and each saw it distinctly so that it could not be the result of disordered imaginations. French, though awestruck, was not superstitious and whispering to his companions, he seized an oar and pulled towards the cliff cliff to obtain a better view. (laughs) The figure remained motionless as they approached and the lieutenant was able to see that a long beard fell from its chin. The dress as well as he could the dress as well as he could judge was the same as that worn by the ordinary settlers, and the ghostly spectre did not appear to be that of a convict. The appearance with the long white beard and peculiar looking clothing might as well have passed as a gigantic druid priest. As the officers looked with strained eyes, the phantom gradually receded and vanished as it had previously done. There is some mystery here, spoke French in a low voice. I don't believe in ghosts, yet that figure must be supernatural. I suppose we will be laughed at, the same as Heffernan and his fellows have been, when we tell what we have seen. But the three of them could not have been mistaken, and they decided to make a full report of it to the superintendent as soon as they were back in the jail. What can it be? asked one of his companions with a slight shiver. Ever since I came to this cursed land, I have been seeing and hearing enough to make a man's blood run cold. It's bad enough to be attending hangings and floggings nearly every day, but this supernatural mystery is worse than 10 years of that work. I think we ought to make for the settlement, replied the third officer. If we stay here, we may have to return. We may have a return of our unwelcomed visitant. This was readily agreed to, and within half an hour they were admitted to the outer prison yard where they saw Colonel Heffernan on duty. Sorry, Corporal Heffernan on duty. They told him of the incident that had befallen them. 
It's a ghost for sure. It's no use saying there ain't no such thing. Heffernan was still shaken by what he had seen. My father, God rest his soul, always told me that a ghost will continue to wander this earth until it's laid to rest or until the reason why it is here is resolved. I think this ghost has wandered the earth for a long time. And this particular story actually was written for the very first time and appeared in the Illawarra Mercury in July 1873. Wow, 1873. Mm. And that's in that book, Australia's Haunted History yep. by... Trudy Twohill. And she collects newspaper stories from... Yes, um, from different newspapers. Isn't that fabulous? What a story. What do you reckon it was? I don't know. A seal? No, it was it was huge. So yeah. whatever they saw was really, really big. A big seal? Um, it could, like... Uh, I always believe there is a custodian that mm. um, watches over every grave site or burial area. Yeah. So it could have been the custodian or um, an ancient um, spiritual figure of the land. Mm. I know that when we've been into cemeteries, I've always um, asked the guardian of the cemetery for permission to come in. Haven't been thrown out yet, so they must have said okay. <laughs> what a story, huh? That's a great story. And to think that it's from like 150 years ago. Mm, mm. So when oh, Port Arthur stuff. was filled with convicts, mm. absolutely. And it is time for Eat That Biscuit Really Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. I popped it in my mouth Trash and I heard our theme. And I went, oh. <laughs> A uh, couple of comments here. Um, first off, Deborah Ann was saying, aren't archangels supposed to be big and tall? Mm-hmm. Um, That's an interesting... And all of Tassie is haunted. Yes. I agree. It's one of those places just everything is spooky. Joe also said, there's legends of giant people in Ireland and other countries. Perhaps it was the ghost of a giant. Mm. And there were plenty of people from Ireland there, so mm-hmm. um, they could have brought their... They're special people with them. They're special giants. All right. Now, thank you again for putting on another six-minute song going into my (laughs) segment, leaving me with four minutes to do my story. No, you've got a little bit more than four minutes. I've got six. All right. Hurry up. (laughs) I'm going to remember this next week. (laughs) I know. It's going to be Stairway to Heaven leading into your segments. All right. (laughs) We are looking at some trash or treasure. Now, this little delightful item is from Etsy. And you'll be pleased to know that there is a special, there's a 15% discount on this one right at this moment in time. Oh, wow. Look, I think it's a bargain. Um, So the heading reads, exorcism spell. I thought this would be great because we've done a story on exorcisms today. what could go wrong? So the heading, exorcism spell, are you possessed, remove dark spirits from your body, same day casting. (laughs) (laughs) And this, look, it's a bargain price of only $122.53, but it's normally $144.15, so be grateful. (laughs) You've got a saving of $21.62. Um, you will notice this spell is a bit more expensive than the other spells in my shop, they say. Mm-hmm. This is because the spell is seven days long with constant supervision to the spell itself to make sure it stays on its path. Mm-hmm. So they're working on your spell every single day. Just, Just like that dude is helping me on TikTok and I'm going <laughs> nowhere. This smell... This smell. <laughs> This spell may not work right away because this spell will take time, apparently seven days, (laughs) but know that it will work. This is a spell casting service. I do the spell for you. (laughs) Now, what they require for you Uh uh to get this spell of an exorcism. I'm listening. Yeah, you're going to love this. They want your full name. Uh Credit card details. (laughs) And anyone else that you're adding into the spell. Yes. They want your birth date Mm -hmm. of you and anyone else you're adding into the spell. They want photos. (laughs) I'm feeling a a, a identity theft coming on here. (laughs) Photos of everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Don't send your driver's license. Um, This means you too, they said. Okay. Location Mm -hmm. of everyone involved. Yes, you too. 
Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Yes, you too. Explain to me what you want the outcome to be from this spell. No matter how nasty, how dirty, how disgusting it is, I need to know this. I am not judging you. So be as graphic as you'd like. <laughs> This is an exorcism, so I'm getting slightly confused why we need all this for an exorcism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Right, the next part, we're still going through the list. You must contact me. I cannot keep track of everything. It is your responsibility to check in with me. I am not a babysitter. (laughs) Okay. So you're supposed to remind them every day to do your exorcism, are you? There are absolutely no refunds because regardless of whether you get the desired outcome you want, I am still spending my energy to create and perform the spell. I'm still using my materials, which cost money, to do the spell. They're having a tanty. (laughs) Don't you complain that it didn't work? How dare you? Mm. I worked every day on this. All right, we're still going. If the universe refuses to grant your request... That's on the universe. It has nothing to do with my skills. Of course not. No, absolutely not. (laughs) And finishes off with, have a great day. (laughs) No, we're we're still going. All right. So that was that segment. This is what they needed from you to be able to cast the spell. Right. Right. Now, going on, I will cast one exorcism spell for you. Right. This spell will locate any dark entities currently living within your body. Body? Oh, I had one of those the other day. It needed to be exercised, I tell you. Um, Within your body or spirit and remove them. Mm -hmm. This also works for demons, spirits, ghosts, jinns and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It will also prevent them from repossessing your body. Mm -hmm. So it seals you from the outside. Right. It's fabulous. This is a powerful spell with high results. Buy an upgrade to shorten the time it takes for results. Do you want fries with that? Would you like to have an upgrade for 50 cents? Oh, my God. So if you want it to happen quicker, you've got to pay extra money. Uh-huh. Now, do you want to know about the person oh. who does this? Because they've, got, oh, they've I, got a description of how awesome they are. I do, I do. All right. I am a spellcaster with 18 plus years of experience. Right. So they started when they're a newborn baby because they're only 18 now. <laughs> I won't babysit you, so it's important for you to be willing to work with me. I get spells done and I don't mess around. I am brutally honest Mm -hmm. and will tell you if I think a spell won't work before wasting my energy and products to perform them. I bet they don't. Um, We're not talking about wasting their money, Mm -hmm. the person's money. Just don't waste their smudge stick, please. Mm -hmm. I'm straight to business, no messing around. Also, I'm a... I'm good at communication. <laughs> I don't think so. And I'm reliable. I'm more interested in getting results. I honestly don't care why you want the spell. My job is to get what you want from the universe. On the other hand, if the universe doesn't want you to do something, that's not on me. <laughs> oh, it's very important that you send me the info I need exactly as I asked for it. It's also important that you get me the right info. If the info isn't correct, the spell don't work. <laughs> That's on you, not me. <laughs> I will cast the spell the day you purchase it. It is up to you to follow up with uh, me on how the spell went the night before. So you're supposed to ring up and say, oh, how'd the spell go last night? Was it a good one? Was it a good casting? If if you're possessed, you won't do that. No. No. And they go on to say, I can't track everyone down. I'm very busy. <laughs> and as I said before, I won't babysit anyone. Nothing is shipped to you. I do this spell for you. Then the very final paragraph. This is for entertainment and spiritual purposes only. (laughs) I issue no refunds, so please read prior to buying. I perform spells and use my skills to do so. The universe decides whether to give it to you or not. I accept no responsibility for the choices the client makes with information given in any spell. Although I should do it the way they do it on commercials. This is for entertainment and spiritual purposes only. I perform spells and the universe decides whether to Right. So this is a cranky bastard, whoever this is. (laughs) Like, stop wasting my time. If you're going to give me money, don't muck around with it, please. (sighs) Just give me all your credit card details. Get no refunds. If it doesn't work, it's because of your fault. The universe didn't want you to have it. It's not because of my abilities. Yep. 
Trash or treasure? Well, what do you think? What do you think? What <laughs> of, do you think I'm going to say? One of these say? days I'm going to find a treasure. Oh. It's very hard. I do try very hard. No, you don't. You go for the trashiest things. <laughs> I cannot believe that that is actually written up. Yeah. And someone is trying to sell that. Oh, and I read the reviews. Did I tell you? I read the reviews. No. no. Um, they, they had 300-something reviews, and it was like four and a half stars out of five. And... Uh, a lot of them said there was one that I saw was one star, and they said it didn't work, but they were really lovely. <laughs> and the rest of them are going, "Oh my god, it worked! It was fabulous!" So then I looked at the person who had given the review, mm-hmm. and they had bought nothing on eBay, had no um, sales, weren't selling anything on eBay, had no other history on sorry Etsy, right. um, other than the fact they'd left a review for this person, right. And it's that time of the Sunday night again where we have the beautiful Miss Christy from Spells and Spirits. Hello, Christy. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm glad you know. Anne got the word penis out early in the show. Yeah, so well, we you know. I did don't good. Have to giggle about it. Yes, we all have bets on when it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it popped out early. It did. I actually surprised myself. I'd forgotten about that. And I suddenly went, oh, I've got the word penis out already. Do you want to say that again? Because, I mean, we've only said it five times this show. Phallus. Get it out. Wave it around. (laughs) Christy, what what, what are you enlightening us about tonight? What does the world need to know? The world needs to know about the beaver full moon. Oh, excuse me? (laughs) What? Have I missed something here? A beaver full moon? moon. Is this a full exposure or a Sharon Stone (laughs) version? That's right. It's like your math tazzy. So, (laughs) beaver full moon and eclipse Friday night. And of course, with any lunar or celestial event, we were covered in clouds, so we had no chance of seeing it. <laughs> but Robert, Robert got some really good photos. Robert White got some good and photos. If it wasn't for Robert, we wouldn't even we know, wouldn't even know it happened. That's right. That's right. But, you know, we all know what the energy of the full moon is like, hence the word lunacy. So I know that, you know, emergency departments and that put on extra staff and things like that for full moon. Mm-hmm. Things out a little cray cray and everyone. But the full moon energy this week was super cranked up because it actually included a lunar eclipse. And it was the longest lunar eclipse in something like 600 years or something like that. So yeah. Yeah, Renata's seen two of them now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like Hayley Comet's like nearly a weekly event for her. <laughs> Such a cow. Yeah. But... Let's be honest, the energy of the last few days has been really intense. So it's been a very transformational energy, amplifying our emotions, either exposing those suppressed emotions or more healthily, allowing us to open up and actually, you know, talk about those repressed emotions and traumas somewhere. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I so. Go. I don't think so. <laughs> but it is it's definitely a time for heightened emotions. Yes. Dramatic change and breakthroughs. And that's not to say that, you know, all of these things will happen in this, you know, three-day, four-moon window. But the things we've set in motion over the last few days have set the scene for things between now and the solar eclipse on December the 4th and actually right through to for about another six months. Oh, God. <laughs> when will this end? Moon, yeah. We set the intentions in the full moon and, you know, usually we feel all lovey-dovey and things like that about the things to come. But the eclipse energy is more like a lightning bolt and game-changing energy. So it can be a real do-whatever-the-funk-you-want-to-do kind of energy. You know, you can send in your resignation, ask for a divorce, you know, take a one-way trip to Mexico, that kind of life-changing sort of energies about... I'm going to have to think of something good to do. (laughs) (laughs) One-way ticket to Mexico. (laughs) Maybe London. (laughs) But if you set your intentions this full moon and the eclipse, just sit back and let the eclipse energy do all the work for you. So... The eclipse energy can be quite different for everyone. Some people might be feeling quite anxious and frustrated 
and if that's how you're feeling, just time to go inwards and really meditate. For some people, you might feel supercharged and like, like I said, do whatever you want sort of energy where you're feeling really empowered. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just keep your ego in check with that one. Oh, Renata, but can you try at least? <laughs> <laughs> just try and keep it in check. I'll, you're just I'll out try. there all the time. I'll, I'll just try. I'll try. I but don't promise anything. But we're moving into Sagittarius today, so more of a happy, sort of go-lucky energy moving in, and we're moving out of those deep emotional waters of Scorpio season. So this should allow us to navigate these changes with more optimism and, you know, approach all of these big changes with more of a sense of adventure. So changes definitely is in the air, so sprinkle just magic stuff wherever you can and in everything you do, and just do everything you can to carve out the best life for yourself. Now, I've got a message. So you're, looking, Sorry. you're looking for a sign? This is it. I've got, a, time. I've got a message from Renee for you. Um, mm-hmm. She's saying, can you please stop, Christy? I've pulled the tower card the last two readings. I do not need this full moon eclipse <laughs> energy as well. It's all your fault. Well... <laughs> I'm, I'm an empowered full moon person, so I'm always on the charge, full charge with the full moon. Um, so I always think, you know, someone pulls the tower card. You know, I've experienced so many tower moments in my life, and I just think only good can come of it. Mm. I so agree. For, so for anyone who, who isn't like au fait on what a tower moment might be. We are talking about the tarot cards and there is a major card in the tarot deck called the tower card. What would you say is a tower moment? Pretty much the destruction of life as you know it. <laughs> it's it's and moments better to come along. It's a slash and burn of your life. It's it's weird like if you were um in an unhappy marriage, it's that moment that you decide that the marriage is, is over and you have to start unpicking it and that's like this cataclysmic change that has to happen. Or um, good. Yeah, but it, that's right. It might be because you're in such an awful state at that moment that you need a crisis. You need to hit that rock bottom to be able to then start to heal and get things better. So it's actually the sign that you're hitting the bottom and mm. you're about to head, head up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or you can choose to stay there. Some people choose to stay in that chaos yeah yeah some people really hate seeing that tower card come up but it, it is actually a deep cleanse destroyer of worlds says portable tree yes <laughs> absolutely portable tree complete destroyer of worlds well any any last things that you would like to say miss christy for this week just yeah. go with the flow okay All just right. go with the flow you know we can't hold back the tides of change so we just have to flow with it. Mm. Okay. And if anyone wants any more information or some spiritual insights, Christy is the person to go to. Uh, and you can check out her Facebook page, Spells and Spirits, or go to her webpage where she has beautiful spells, beautiful things to purchase. Um, and certainly she can coach you through um, those most interesting moments in life where you need support. And Christmas is coming up, guys. So it's a oh, nice, nice, different, unusual gifty to give someone. Mm. Who doesn't need oracle and tarot cards? And crystals. crystals. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Miss Christie. We'll talk to you next week. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, just as we say goodbye to Christy there, I have a message for you here, Renata. Yeah. Um, Steve wants to say thanks for a good time in the bush last night. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What have you been doing? Right. Okay. I uh, know he said, "Hey, ladies, thanks for a good time in the bush last night. Can't believe I got pushed in the museum. Bring on the next hunt." Oh yes. Oh, it was a good we time, Steve, having, wasn't it? We are having such an awesome time being back on tour. Oh, it's so good to be back. You're listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast with Anne and Renata. Who wants to come on a ghost tour with Auntie Anne and Auntie Renata? (laughs) Now, we haven't got too many left for this year. Uh, There will still be some spots available on Maitland Jail tours, but you have to book with Maitland Jail. Unfortunately, we don't handle those bookings, or maybe fortunately we don't handle those bookings. Yeah, I'm grateful we don't handle those ones, to tell you the truth. So um, if uh, there is a group that you want to um, take on a particular tour um, or you want to join a tour, try 
the booking system first. If you can't get in, give them a call and uh, see if there is anything available. We do have some tours also already locked in between Christmas and New Year. So if you want to come on a ghost tour between Christmas and New Year, there are two dates available. So head there and see whether you can book in. We have our Miss Porter's House tour. It's the last one for this year. It is booked out. But let's talk about the ones that are available. So we've got Gloucester. Let's yes. talk about the ones yes, that are booked I'm sorry. out. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So we had a fantastic time, and the, the beautiful thing, thing about Gloucester is we go into this forest, and we go into the old huts where the miners used to live. We go up to the mine face where we still have some of the machinery, and it, it's insane. We had these cat balls that were going nuts last night, and they were responding to questions that we were asking. Oh, and people were seeing people. They were seeing people walking back and forth and as they were walking back and forth, cat balls were lighting up in the place where they saw the person walking to. Mm. And Steve got pushed Mm -hmm. and then had the little girl. So if you want to do that, you go to Newcastle Ghost Tours Mm -hmm. and go to their webpage. Uh, Is it on Facebook as well? Yes. And book because we can only take 16 people. Mm -hmm. So get in there and book those because they're just crazy great and you're supporting the community. Mm -hmm. We, We had nine people that we spotted this morning that are having breakfast and they had paid for accommodation there, um, which all supports that little community, mm-hmm. uh, which is fabulous. Um, now, we've also got Norfolk Island coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's going to be in March. That's from the 18th to the 21st of March. And that is... Uh, it's four days, three nights, all accommodation, all at your car hire, one car per room, um, all your food, mm-hmm. all your ghost tours. We ghost hunt every single night we're there. And that is $595 per person based on a twin share at least. Mm-hmm. That's um, the land content. That's, that's the land content. Then you've got to pay for your airfares on top. And we can tell you which flight you need to, to catch. And they, they give you transfers to and from your uh, accommodation as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a great one. We're going to put that up. We have to put that up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It has to go. We've got to give that to our poo bars first and then Tuesday to the rest of the public. And Wallambai. We have a Wallambai sleepover event coming up as well. Two nights. Two nights in very schmick accommodation mm. right in the main street there of Wallambai. Mm. And was, is that the 21st and 22nd? Does that sound right? Of January. January? Yes. Yes, and it is air conditioned. You'll yes. be pleased to know it's air conditioned. We ghost hunt every night there as well. And we give you workshops. You can develop your psychic abilities, your mediumship skills and also learn to concentrate on your belly button. Otherwise known as meditation. And Anne's going to be running around like a blue-ass fly getting food for you all. Mm. And that, again, is limited to 10 people. Yes, and we've sold two already, so it's eight. Yes, and now what we have left is the queen-size beds where uh, you need to bring a friend. So make sure we won't put you into bed with someone that you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Unless unless, unless What happens in Wallaby stays in Wallaby. (laughs) Yes, Yes, but uh, all that information is also available on Renata's website there for that one. So I hope you can come and join us for some of these awesome experiences because it's going off at the moment. It is. And we're going to be doing some more filming with Isaac, I believe, coming up very soon. I'm hoping so, yes. Yes, we get the team out of Queensland. Yeah, So, look, we're heading into a really awesome period um, and heading into a fabulous 2022. Um, We would love you to be part of our extended family. You can join uh, us on the um, Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page. Mm -hmm. You can become a family member. Actually, it's the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good group. Frightfully Good group, yep. Yeah. You can become a family member and uh, you'll get all the insight and everything of what happens. So we thank uh, Newcastle Live Radio for again uh, allowing us to be here on a Sunday night and do whatever the hell it is we do we're not quite sure and enjoy <laughs> enjoy two hours with you guys we just love the fact that you um, message us during the show and uh, really sort of get into it and we so thank you for being a part of all of this we're going to leave you with an Ed Sheeran song um, and wrap up the night before the 10 o'clock news I love comes. Ed yeah he's just so cute so thank Thank you once again, everyone, for joining in. We will see you next week. On the Dark Side. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. 
Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.